Hi, I'm Leanne Blaney, adventure coach, speaker and award-winning author. Welcome to the Ignite Your Life podcast, where we are having conversations about what might be holding you back and how to move forward to achieve your dream life. Come along on a journey and set yourself up by having freedom in your choices, becoming grounded and centered and learn how to speak from the heart. For more information, go to leanneblaney.com. Let's ignite your life. Jessica Zimple created Life Shucker with the idea that you are a pearl. It is the essence, the heart of who you are. The radiance of your pearl was created by layers of strength through the grit of life's experiences. Hi, Jessica. Welcome to the Ignite Your Life podcast. Hello. Thank you for having me. You're so welcome. I'm really excited today to talk about our theme of Ignite Your Innovation. Uh, But first, you want to tell us a little bit about you and how you got to where you are today? Sure. Um, So I'm a life coach. And uh, since I don't like labels, I actually really played around with what, what do I really do? And uh, what came forward to me is this idea of shucking, which is if you eat oysters, it's all about cracking the shell open. And um, where that came from was my very first client. I was working with him and super incredible person but he was very stubborn and stuck in his way of thinking and wasn't getting the results he wanted through our work together. And I had had oysters the night before. And so when I was working with him, it like, it just came out. I, 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 he, he was like digging his foot in on something and I looked at him and I was like, do I need to just shuck you? And I, I paused because I was terrified. I just told my one and only client that I was going to shuck him. And I wasn't quite sure how that was going to go. And I waited and I waited. And then he started belly laughing and he repeated what I said. He said, did you just say you're going to shuck me? And I waited because I still wasn't sure where that was going to go. But um, he laughed and he said, I get it. I, I get it. I'm going to have to crack myself open and really try if I want my life to change. And all of a sudden, like the clouds parted and I like the songbirds were singing and I was so excited that that metaphor worked. And so I started playing around with it. And that's where this idea of shucking comes from. It started. But the deeper part of it is that I don't know if you know much about the pearl process, but it's the grit inside the oyster that creates the pearl. And so I thought about that and how true that is for life. It's really all of our stories, all of our unique experiences, the grit, especially the hard ones that do create our beauty. And so I thought, well, what a great metaphor to use um, in trying to teach people how to live their best life. And so I started playing around with it. And um, so ultimately, the other part of it that came forward was the shell around us closes in times of fear. And it's totally natural and okay and appropriate at times, but if you're in the shell too long, you start to become isolated in the dark, lonely, and it's hard to live your best life from that place of being constrained. And so uh, you got to shuck it open. And the only way to do that is love. So uh, that's the whole metaphor. So instead of being a life coach, I'm actually a life shucker. And uh, I, yeah, I believe everybody needs a good shuck 
So that's what I do. <laughs> I love it. I love the metaphor because when I first read about it, I'm thinking, wow, that's really different. Then I sat and thought about it as well. Like, what does that really mean? And I was thinking of all these things that came to mind, just thinking about, you know, I mean, you've got lifeshucker.com and thinking that's really cool. And just how you've explained it now really makes sense because it is true, isn't it? We do sort of get stuck. And it is that shell that goes around us. We can't see a way out. And if you crack that open, then it's such a, a pearl, <laughs> a gem inside, isn't it? That's wonderful. Yeah. Thank you. I'm glad. I'm glad it works for you. Yeah. So. I think it would help a lot of people, you know, really, you know, sometimes people like to have that bit of a, a story or something to refer to and think, oh, yeah, that really makes sense. And that's how I'm feeling. So I love that. So we're talking about Ignite Your Innovation today. And I, I saw that you, you do look at people who might be looking at the possibilities of life, but they're not seeing them. So they're missing out on something. Tell us more about what you think about when you all talk about when you say ignite your innovation. Yeah. So I think innovation is a lot about creativity and getting outside of your shell, if you will. And uh, what is interesting is there was this study back in the 60s, uh, I believe it was George Land and Beth Jarman that uh, did it. And in, what they had done is they created a test for creativity and innovation for NASA. And what they did with the test is they actually gave it to five-year-olds, five 10-year-olds, and the, the same five-year-olds five years later and then five years later. And then they also gave it to 280,000 adults. And what was interesting with the results is the five-year-olds scored 98% in innovation and creativity. And from there, it just went down. So I believe the 10-year-olds were at 30%, the 15-year-olds were at 12%, and adults were at a very shocking 2%. Wow. Yeah. And so that to me was very telling. And what I took from that study, which I think still holds true, is that we are all born creative and we unlearn it because of the constraints of society and the programming that uh, we acquire along our lives. Uh, not, not necessarily bad, but more just something to be aware of is when did you stop being creative? And I think we also can jump to ideas of who is creative you know, so often it's easy to assign creativity to an artist or a musician or an entertainer, but really we all are creative and can be. And so it starts with that idea of just one knowing that it's within you already and it's more about letting it out and tapping into the gifts you already have. So, so that's how I start with people. I can really sort of relate to you know, when you're creative as a child and then there might be an event or something that stops you thinking you're creative because I remember being told in one of my early primary classes saying, oh, you can't put those two colours together and I couldn't work out why. <laughs> I find joining those two colours together but it wasn't right. It wasn't con conforming to what everyone else should be doing, to what colours are supposed to go together. So I, I told my story a lot of the time saying, oh, I'm not creative. That's for those type of people. I'm not a creative and it took me a long time to realize that, you know, we're all creative, but we do stifle it, don't we? we? Because of something that happens in our lives. 
That's the perfect example. I, I, and my heart just hurts for that little girl inside of you that had that experience. And yeah, it, it, and so many people have stories like that. So, um, so my whole goal is that we can get past those stories, get past the rules or mm. those constructs that are no longer serving us to really open up and tap into everything beyond our imagination even, right? So the one thing I do say, Leanne, is um, that our imagination is actually our limitation. And what I mean by that is if we depend solely on what we can think of, which is our imagination, right, that we might be missing out on things. So um, because it, there's almost like a construct or like a boundary of what we have experienced and what we've been exposed to. And that informs our imagination. And so if we can open ourselves up to listening and looking for possibilities beyond what we know, that fuels the innovation and creativity as well. So, um, so yeah, so I always shock people when I say in your imagination is your limitation. They're like, wait, what? I've been using my imagination. I thought that was a good thing, but I'm like, no, we got to go beyond it. Dream bigger and allow yourself to receive uh, different messages and information from all different sources. Yeah, because I can see, and I talk to a lot of people, and I know I found it was myself, that my imagination was always limited because as, as you say, it's only to what your experience is and sometimes you get stuck with just what you know and what you're supposed to do and to really dream big. It's not easy to everybody. I know some people love dreaming big, but it, it must come naturally, but it depends on their experience too, doesn't it, as to how big you can actually dream. Yeah. So how do you do that with your, the people you connect with? Because with the bucket list, I mean, the, you've got to help them dream big, right? It is something that we have to start small because sometimes I think, wow, I just can't do that. It's all too big. Oh, it's just travel or oh, it's just ultimate challenges and things. But again, no, by using the bucket list as a filter and having 12 different categories, we can go, okay, what's something that's kindness to others that you'd like to do? You know, really breaking it down to little things. What's something fun? Like we call it idiotic stuff, but it's just the fun stuff. You know, do you want to go and play on a, a kid's uh, swing or something and that you haven't done for ages, just have that wind through your hair. And then once they start getting that momentum, oh, but maybe I could do this. Oh, but maybe I could do that. So it gets bigger and bigger. So I think really we have to start by just getting a bit of excitement about the little things to then get to the big things. Uh, that's that's a great, great approach. It makes a lot of sense. It, it makes it uh, seem more achievable or realistic maybe for everyone. Yeah, because some people, yeah, they, they think, oh, you know, I'll do that one day, someday when I retire, whatever. And really you can say, you don't have to live that bucket list and when that happens or when something traumatic happens, you can do it now. And by doing it now, you can start freeing up your thinking, seeing the choices available to you. And like what you say, there are so many, there are infinite possibilities that you can actually do for a bucket list. It doesn't have to be a static list. It's, you know, just a living document. So you can just keep getting excited about it every day. Yes. Oh, I love that. <laughs> The infinite possibilities that you talk about, that's another thing that I really challenge people with is if they're only seeing one solution, that they're missing infinite possibilities. Just like you said, it's so I always invite people to come up with six different possibilities. Um, so that could be if you have a bad experience in a relationship, like, um, you know, there's a miscommunication and 
you're thinking one thing that's upsetting to you. However, if you try to consider six other possibilities that are totally wild and outside of your box, you might actually start to see what their perspective is because generally they're not trying to hurt your feelings or upset you and are just coming at it from a different perspective. So I find that helping people through that process um, allows them to really discover what, what else is out there beyond what they know. So, um, so I use it in a little different way, but I love that it's, it's very complementary to what you're doing too. Yeah, definitely. And do you find that some people do get stuck on the problem? They just go over and over and keep recycling the problem. And even just to find one different choice or, you know, get, then getting another choice or possibility, it will start changing their thinking for future uh, issues that may arise. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. It, it, I love it. Yeah. So when you actually work with people and you, you find that they are limiting themselves or missing out or thinking they're not creative, what are some of the things that they're showing up with? Like how are their lives looking at that time? Yeah. So one thing I see a lot is that people are choosing between two choices. Mm. And so for example, even when I was um, leaving Chicago, I now live in San Diego, California. And I, I was limiting myself with my choices. I said, oh, I could stay in Chicago and keep this lucrative job or I could move to San Diego and take a job that doesn't really make me excited. And those were the two options I saw. And I was stuck in choosing those decisions in between those two things because neither one was actually right. And so when I'm working with somebody, I, I call it the third choice. So I say, what, what's the third choice that you would actually be able to say an absolute yes to? So, um, taking a component of Chicago and a component of San Diego and blending them together and really making it so that your heart can sing. And, and when I see people just their eyes light up and they're, and they, they're like, wait a minute, I don't have to just go with what's coming to me. I can actually create where I want to go. And I, uh, I love doing that with people. So we do that over and over in all different sorts of ways, whether it's um, career decisions, um, even in their um, wellness journeys. I've worked with a number of people that have um, been on cancer journeys. And so just helping them see different choices that may not be right in front of them. And it's, it's so fun because the alignment, I'm, I'm a big believer in aligning your mind, body, and soul. And when all of those are in alignment, I really feel like our life can flow. And so that's really what I'm trying to do is, is help them see an option or create an option that really comes into play and, and fills all those aspects of their lives. So, um, so that, yeah, that's one, one thing that comes up a lot. And when they start seeing these choices and, oh, I do have another choice or there's another possibility here, how do you think they're actually changing their lives? Do you see them going out doing different things or are they just, you know, being more confident in their choices? That's a great question. How are they different? They, um, yeah, the confidence starts to grow. And I think that comes from empowerment. Mm. 
rather than life happening to them, life is happening for them. And so when people make that shift, Leanne, it is, it's wild to see how many other changes happen in their life. It's like once it clicks in one area and they get it and they're like, wait, I can live that way. I can design my life rather than live by default. I like this. So then they get, yeah, they experiment a little bit more. They start to build their courage. They build their trust in themselves. Uh, some people I work with have faith and, you know, that it builds their faith in different ways as well. So um, yeah, that's a great question. I like, I like how you asked that. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And when you say uh, live by, design and not by default it is something that that's one of the key messages that we give you know with the bucket listing because design your life start being you know in charge of your life rather than letting it happen to you because people go along day to day on that great it's like groundhog day isn't it? it's the same old same old and they just get into these little routines and habits and don't even realize they're on autopilot instead of really being in control go hey i have the choice of driving home a different way today and even those little things like that can spark a bit of excitement and a bit of a joy into their life, can't they? Oh, I love that. It, it aligns perfectly with uh, what I believe and how I live. One thing you might like, Leanne, is uh, one of my clients shared this with me. And they said what used to be their groove became their rut because they had gone back and forth in their groove so much that it like... It, it dug them deep down that they couldn't get out of it anymore. And I was like, that is such a good visual. And uh, it's, it's good to pay attention and be aware when what used to work for us doesn't anymore, because I see that a lot as well is, is we've made a commitment to do something or for example, in my corporate career, which I was doing before coaching, you know, I, it was my dream to be an international business and I made it. And I looked around, I was like, this, this is what it is. And I mean, I spent 15 years going for that dream. Mm. Now I changed a lot along the way and I'm grateful to notice that I did because once I got there, I was, I, I knew it was time to go somewhere else, which is where, where I am now. But so many people would stay there because, you know, this was my dream. I spent 15 years trying to get here. I can't leave now. And instead I've just taken all those 15 years of learning and growth and wrapped it into where I am now. So rather than making myself stuck in that situation, I try to use that to propel me forward and lift me up, but mm. some days it's easier than others. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And I have seen some people, you know, living these dreams, I think at their dreams, so it's really someone else's dream, isn't it? It's like, it could be society's dream. It could be their parents' dream, but they're told this is how you live your life. You leave school, you go and maybe get a degree or something or a good job. And then you might find a good partner and then you might have kids and then get the big house. And then suddenly they're, they're there and they go, well, is this it? Is there more to life? So I have seen that question come up a lot because I do work with a lot of women, especially 40 plus, and they're starting to ask those questions saying, well, is this it? Yeah, and... How do you answer that question for them or where do you take them on that journey? I think I get them, you know, to really think about, well, what, 
if you didn't have to worry about anything else, what would you love to do? And just start there and get them to start dreaming. As you say, we were talking about dreaming before and just dream about, and they might start small. Oh, I couldn't do that. And I say, look, don't qualify it. Don't work. So think, how would I make this work? Just dream. What would life look like? What would a day in your life look like? You know, it's a really good exercise. I think a lot of people and coaches, we know that that ideal average day exercise is actually quite powerful in getting people to start thinking, well, what I want to sleep in, what I want to just get up and go for a walk on the beach or something. And then it, it starts getting them excited and thinking, oh, wow, I can have control of this. There is more to life. I can actually really enjoy this other stuff rather than what I was supposed to have. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And those women that do find you are super blessed. Was there a time in your life you remember that shift happening for you or yeah, that was definitely a time for me just before I was 40. I think that's why I must attract women around that 40 plus because I, it happened for me. There was a shift. I was thinking, oh, really? Is this all this life? I'm going to be in the same job. I was in a government job and I decided, no, there's got to be more. So then I was on top of this mountain. I decided for my 40th, I'd climb this mountain. I go, oh, I climbed this mountain. I had this great time. I had this photo taken with my hands up in the air. And it was just one of those moments where thinking, wow, I'm in control of my life and I'm actually really enjoying what I'm doing. So that's when I went on to be, you know, learning to be a life coach and then doing the bucket listing. And then I thought, well, I'm going to leave that government job. And it was about, it's probably about five or six years ago now. And that's why I've been doing my own business because, you know, it's just, I just love my life. Yeah. And I want other women to do the same. Oh, uh, that's wonderful. Now, is that the picture that's on the front of your um the document that you give us all so kindly on your website. <laughs> I think that's the one, yeah. Oh, I do use it a lot because it's like that epiphany moment. So I just love that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I love that. That's great. Yeah, that's cool. All right. Well, thank you so much, Jessica, for talking with me about this. I know we could go on for ages because it's really exciting and we're very aligned with all this and how we like to help. Um, you know, people just move on and see those possibilities that are out there. So thank you so much. If our listeners want to get in contact with you, with you where's the best place for them to go? Uh, Instagram is always good. And that's at LifeShucker, L-I-F-E-S-H-U-C-K-E-R. Or just email me directly. And that's Jessica at LifeShucker.com. And I actually just released a book. And so if you want a free copy of it electronically just send me an email say i want to check your book out and i will send you a copy oh that's awesome thank you so much yeah thank you for having me it was such a joy and uh i just uh so love everything you're doing and how you're living to inspire the rest of us so thank you igniters i love the metaphor that jessica uses of each pearl having a shell and then life brings challenges we often close the shell around our pearl to protect ourselves if you want to get a copy of Jessica's book, email her at jessica at lifeshucker.com. For more about bucket listing, go to my website, leanneblaney.com.